Our worship this evening is a service of tenebrae, a time of light, a time of darkness, and a time of shadows as we contemplate fully the meaning of Christ giving his life for each of us. By the end of this evening's worship, the sanctuary will be in complete darkness. We will turn on enough light so that you can see safely to leave the sanctuary in silence following the end of worship this evening. There is no benediction or charge at the end of our worship this evening because we move from this place to go throughout this weekend until we gather again on Sunday morning. So move from this place and hold the worship that you receive this evening in your hearts until we gather again on Sunday morning. This candle is the Christ candle. With this light, we call on Christ's holy presence to be with us here and to live and reign in our hearts. Will you please stand if you're able and join me in the call to worship. On this day, Christ the Lamb of God gave himself into the hands of those who would slay him. On this day, Christ suffered for us, so that no more would there be separation between God and God's people. On this day, Christ, Emmanuel, God with us, gave his all, gave his life for us. On this day,
Let us pray together. O God, our God, how often we fail you. With Judas, we chafe at your teachings and betray you. With Peter, we stand at a distance and deny you. With the high priest, we question and doubt you. With Pilate, we give up and wash our hands of you. With the soldiers, we wound you. And with all who love you, we mourn. This heavy day reminds how you have borne our infirmities and been crushed by our transgressions. We remember how you suffered to make us whole, how you died to deliver us. Cleanse us, Lord, and make true our hearts that we may hold fast to you and live for you and with you always. In your name we pray. Amen. Tonight is not the end. Even in our despair, we live into hope. For we believe in the good news come on Easter morning. Jesus Christ, our sins are forgiven. Amen. Let us pray. Mighty God, may the words of all of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. You who are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Hear these words from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 52 and reading into chapter 53. See, my servant shall prosper. He shall be exalted and lifted up and shall be very high. Just as there were many who were astonished at him, so marred was his appearance beyond human semblance and his form beyond that of mortals. So he startled many nations. Kings shall shut their mouths because of him, for that which had not been told them they shall see, 
and that which they had not heard they shall contemplate. Who has believed what we have heard? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? And he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of the dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by others, a man of suffering and acquainted with infirmity. And as one from whom others hid their faces, he was despised and we held him of no account. Surely he has borne our infirmities and carried our diseases. Yet we accounted him stricken, struck down by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, crushed for our infirmities. Upon him was the punishment that made us whole, and by his bruises we are healed. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have all turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, and yet he did not open his mouth. Like the lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. But a perversion of justice, he was taken away. Who could have imagined his future? For he was cut off from the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people. They made his grave with the wicked and his tomb with the rich although he had done no violence, and there was no deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him with pain. And when you make his life an offering for sin, he shall see his offspring and shall prolong his days. Through him the will of the Lord shall prosper. Out of his anguish he shall see light. He shall find satisfaction through his knowledge. The righteous one, my servant, shall make many righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore I will allot him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out himself to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The festival of unleavened bread, which is called the Passover, was near. The chief priests and the scribes were looking for a way to put Jesus to death, for they were afraid of the people. Later, one of the twelve, who was called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, They paid him thirty pieces of silver, and from that moment he began to look for an opportunity to betray him. When the hour came, Jesus took his place at the table and the apostles with him, and while they were eating, he said, 
And they became greatly distressed, and they began to say to him one after another, Surely not I, Lord. The one who is dipping his hands into the bowl will betray me. For the Son of Man is going as it has been determined. But woe to the one with whom he is betrayed. I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a loaf of bread, and after giving thanks... He broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he did the same with the cup after supper, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. When they had sung the hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives, and Jesus said to them, You will all be deserters. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. Even though all become deserters, I will not. Truly I tell you, this day, this very night, before the cock crows twice, you will deny me three times. Even though I must die with you, I will not. And Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. He took with him Peter and James and John and began to be distressed and agitated. And he said to them, I am deeply grieved, even to death. Remain here and keep awake. And going a little farther, he threw himself on the ground and prayed that If it were possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, for you all things are possible. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I want, but what you want. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Can you not keep awake one hour? Keep awake and pray that you not come into the time of trial. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Let us make bold as a congregation to pray together as we have been taught, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. While he was still speaking, 
Suddenly a crowd came, and Judas was leading them. Rabbi, Judas, is it with a kiss that you are betraying the Son of Man? And they laid hands on him and arrested him. One of those who stood near drew his sword and struck the slave of the high priest, cutting off his ear. No more of this. And he touched his ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priest, the officers of the temple police, and the elders who'd come for him, Have you come out with swords and clubs as if I were a bandit? When I was with you day after day in the temple, and you did not lay hands on me. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. Those who had arrested Jesus took him to Caiaphas, the high priest, in whose house the scribes and the elders had gathered. But Peter was following along at a distance, as far as the courtyard of the high priest. And then going inside, he sat with the guards, warming himself at the fire. Now the chief priests and the whole council were looking for testimony against Jesus, to put him to death, but they found none. For many gave false testimony against him, and their testimony did not agree. Some stood up and gave false testimony against him, saying, We hear him say, I will destroy the temple of God that is made with hands, and in three days I will build another, not made with hands. But even on this point, their testimony did not agree. Then the high priest stood up before them and asked Jesus, Have you no answer? What is it that they testify against you? But he was silent and did not answer. Again the high priest asked him, Are you the Messiah, the Son of God? You have said so. But I tell you, from now on you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of the power of God. Why do we still need witnesses? You've heard his blasphemy. What is our decision? He, he deserves, deserves death. Some began to spit on him, to blindfold him, and to strike him, saying to him, Prophesy to us, you Messiah. Who is it that struck you? The guards also beat him. While Peter was in the courtyard, a servant girl, seeing him in the firelight, 
stared at him and said, This man also was with him. Woman, I do not know. A little later, someone else on seeing him said, You also are one of them. Man, I am not. Then about an hour later, still another kept insisting, At that moment, while he was still speaking, the cock crowed. The Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered what Jesus had said to him. Before the cock crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. When morning came, all the chief priests and the elders of the people conferred together against Jesus in order to bring about his death. They bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate, the governor, who questioned him. Are you the king of the Jews? You say so. Then the chief priests accused him of many things. Pilate asked him again. Are you the king of the Jews? Have you no answer? See how many charges they bring against you. But Jesus made no further reply. Pilate was amazed. Then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowds, I find no basis for an accusation against this man. He stirs up the people by teaching throughout all Judea, from Galilee, where he began, even to this place. You brought me this man as one who was perverting the people. And here I have examined him in your presence and have not found this man guilty of any of your charges against him. Neither is Herod, for he sent him back to us. Indeed, he has done nothing to deserve death. I will therefore have him flogged and released. The Lamb, the Lamb, O Father, where's the sacrifice? Faith sees, believes, God will provide the Lamb of Christ. Worthy is the Lamb, whose death makes me his own. The Lamb. 
the governor was accustomed to releasing a prisoner for the crowd, anyone whom they wanted. A man called Barabbas was in prison with the rebels who had committed murder during the insurrection. So the crowd came and began to ask Pilate to do for them according to his custom. Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he realized that it was out of jealousy that the chief priest had handed him over. But the chief priest stirred up the crowd to have him release Barabbas for them instead. Pilate spoke to them again. Then what should I do with Jesus, who is called the Messiah? Crucify him! Why? What evil has he done? I have found in him no grounds for the sentence of death. Crucify him! Crucify him! So when Pilate saw that he could do nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took some water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. He released Barabbas for them, and after flogging Jesus, he handed him over to be crucified. Then the soldiers led him into the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole cohort around him. They stripped him and clothed him in a purple cloak. 
And after twisting some thorns into a crown, they, they put it on him. And they began saluting him. Hail, King of the Jews! They struck him on the head and spat upon him. After mocking him, they stripped him of the purple cloak and put his own clothes on him. And they led him away to crucify him. they led him away, they seized a man, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country, and they laid the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A great number of people followed him, and among them were the women who were beating their breasts and wailing for him. But Jesus turned to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For the days are surely coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and, and the to the hills, cover us. For if they do this when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others, who were criminals, were led away to be put to death with him. When they came to the place which is called the Skull, they crucified Jesus and the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing, and the people stood by watching but the leaders scoffed at him. He saved others. Let him save himself. If he is, the soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine. Save yourself. There was also an inscription over him that read, This is the king of the Jews.
Kaya. Save yourself and us. Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And indeed, we have been condemned justly. We are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Jesus, remember me. Truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, while the sun's light failed, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus crying with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. When the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God. And when all the crowds who'd gathered there for the spectacle saw what had taken place, they returned home beating their breasts. But all his acquaintances, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. Now there was a good and righteous man named Joseph, who, though a member of the council, had not agreed to their plan and action. He came from the Jewish town of Arimathea, and he was waiting expectantly for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took it down, wrapped it in a linen cloth, and laid it in a rock-hewn tomb where no one had ever been laid. It was the day of preparation, and the Sabbath was beginning. 
the women who had come with him from Galilee followed. And they saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointments. But on the Sabbath day, they rested according to the commandment. 